Hi, and welcome to this very special recording where I'm going to be talking about what it is to be in the World Cup, a game of two halves, where we're looking at mindset and the physical game. So I'm joined here in my virtual studio by the uh, Uber call Lewis Buxton, um, ex-professional footballer in his first year of retirement now after having more than 200 appearances for Sheffield Wednesday and numerous others. Um, we're now both working in the coaching space or the mindset, helping people with that. So we really want to talk about the, the recent game, really. Um, England, it's everywhere. Um, and very few people are talking about mindset. So great to have you here, Lewis. Good to see you, mate. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, really, I think there's enough punditry out there. We both had a quick chat about this kind of on the tactics and what's going on for people in terms of um, on the field. But we all know, uh, or anyone who's ever done anything in sport knows that the other game that's being played is the one between your ears, right? The, uh, the mindset side of things. And I don't know, with, with all the preparation and everything else done and, and Gareth Southgate setting a really cool kind of statement at the beginning, Lewis, where he just said to the guys, you know, all the prep work's done, um, just get out there and play. Um, there's a variable, right? There's something going on that prevents, so why can't you just go out there and play? So I think um, that'd be really interesting to talk about. What does, what does that mean for you to, uh, to go out and play and, and what prevents it, I guess? Yeah, I mean, for me, going out there and playing is just playing freely like you would as a child, you know, that's kind of my point of reference with it, going out there and playing and enjoying it. And I guess... If you're an England player going out there in days gone by, you had the pressure, kind of the golden generation of um, all the pressure and expectation that there is in England um, on your shoulders. And that's all to do with, with your mindset, isn't it? How you, um, how you see that and, and, and how that affects your actions. Um, so I think it's different this year. I think a lot of England fans and me as well expectations are a bit over a bit um dampened down than usual but you know i really like the the kind of team spirit you can see with them from from the game um the other night when they um, harry kane scored that late goal so um it's it's a different type of tournament and i think um that england can um you know go pretty far there's no no standout team i see ronaldo scored again um today um, so, you know, coming up against him is always, always going to be, be tough, but, you know, it's just about, like you said, getting that prep in, getting everything done that needs to be done and then kind of forgetting it all and going out there and in, enjoying the game and playing the game as free as possible. So, um... You know, like you said, one of the hot topics is, is confidence that, you know, pundits always go on about. And um, I think everybody knows that, you know, in an ideal world, it's nice nice to feel confident and everything goes your way. But um, I don't know about for you, but for me, there's times when I'm not confident. So. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's that's evident, you know, and that's really interesting in how it played out in the game. I mean, that first... You know, 15, 20 minute spell, seemingly when we we're on the, the front foot, as it were, confidence seemed high. And then circumstances on the pitch seemed to change. And, you know, and sometimes it can be quite quickly. And then they can suddenly say, oh, you know, that the confidence seems to be dropping or it's not there, you know, it's assertive. And I think one of those moments I think it'd be useful to pull out is um, 
it's for example the the penalty you know when when that happened and there was the you know the commentary i think at that time referred to it as either heads had gone down a little bit after the penalty of course the subsequent goal that, that went in um heads down and and I guess players then are not confident, right? And they're not playing with that freedom. There's some tightening up. And that can show up physically, right? In the body as well. You can actually feel tired and not as flexible even um, when, when your mindset changes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can think, you know, of many games I've played in the past where, you know, maybe the fans are on your back or something like that. Or, you, know, yeah. or you play a bad pass and you feel like... Uh, you feel like you're about three inches tall, but um, you know I, I think a lot of those players have been around long enough to know not not to kind of buy into that. And you see that you don't need to be confident. You know how about that? How about we we start spreading that? You don't need to be confident to go out there and perform your best. And that's something that um, you get a gist of when you play for a play for a long period of time because you start to recognise, you know, I played really well that time and before the game I was um nervous or sweating and I was, you know, don't want to swear, but I was very um very warm. Beautiful, <laughs> yeah, a bit clammy. Yeah. And you've had a great game. So I think, you know, they all know that to to um to an extent and it looks to me like you know, with a manager like Gareth Southgate, who has come come across and mentioned things like he sees the value in having a kind of a relaxed camp. You know, you don't want to get into kind of forcing that down people's throats. You just let them let them let them be themselves. And I think in the past, uh, players have have moaned about um, not being able to spend time with their families and that kind of thing. Mm. So, seems like a much more relaxed camp. Um, like you said, expectation is low, and I think if they don't buy into that confidence myth, then um, you know, hopefully they'll, who knows, get to get to the quarters or something. I don't know mm. what you think. What is well, well, it's, in, well, it's interesting, I guess, because I'm thinking about, I don't know, you, you you said something there. I think about that, you know, you don't maybe need to be confident to put in a good performance, and I wondered if how many players actually might recognise that or know that themselves. Um, because, I don't know, in my experience, um, you know, coming from, from a business world, part of this conversation is that most people would say, how confident are you that we're going to secure this contract? How confident are you that this is going to happen? You know, it's, it's very much the same, right? A different dynamic. And I think business and sport so closely intertwined as it were you know in all these domains but there would certainly be those sort of questions you know how confident are we and confidence was definitely prerequisite in terms of the company feeling upbeat about prospects for future and what's going to happen so you just saying well i don't know that wouldn't um that maybe might seem that you're like you're not even motivated to some people would you say that that that, that would be similar in sport yeah, I think sometimes we think confidence is the magic ticket, don't we? We think yeah, that yeah. we've got it, life's great. If we haven't, then nothing, nothing's going to go well. So, and I think penalty shootouts are a great one, aren't they? I know we spoke about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. You know, in general, when England go up and it's a penalty shootout, <laughs> confidence is like... Is is not is not too high. But, oh, you uh, don't have to be on the pitch for that. You you can be on behind the screen watching and you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
other nations seem to have um, have less problems with it. So yeah, I think a great thing is when you see like um, you see through kind of needing confidence or feeling a certain way when you're playing or like you said, if you're in a business environment, just allows you to deal with the facts a lot more, I think. Yeah. And um, the facts are that you can't really, you step up to take a, a penalty in a World Cup final, but the chances are you spent your whole life trying to get there. You're going to have a bit of a bit of um, noise going in your mind of what might happen if you put it over the bar and you might have to move out and go into hiding or something. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Again, definitely. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. You know, so who better to um, let players know that life goes on if if that happens? And, you know, sometimes as a player, you build up a lot of stuff that you feel like this is all or nothing if I don't do this and if I'm not um, performing well, that the world's going to end. So it's just great to have someone like that who's clearly... Um, played at the high level, highest level, he's got kind of the the attributes and the experience that, that they've had, but also he's seen the he's seen the tough side to it and knows that either way, um he's okay, you know. He's um missed a penalty in a major tournament, Euro ninety six and carried on and he's he's managing his country. So I think they've got a real good um kind of vibe about about the team that that doesn't mean they're going to win it but you know I hope I hope they do who knows you know there's no real um massive front front runner in my eyes but um you know like you said he, he when he when you hear him talk about just going out there and playing after obviously doing all the right prep that's needed yeah yeah you know, he's not he's not wishy-washy saying oh just go out there and play and hope for the best He's obviously got a, a, a plan and, you know, but... Um, it's but that's great. what's happened with managers in the past, isn't it, to be fair? I mean, it's... Um, the managers, obviously, that's the most difficult job in the team, right? I mean, that's the one who gets the most uh, stick and the, the highest profile for things going wrong. Either for a player's mistake, i.e. can often reflect back to the manager. Um, if not on that game, certainly after a few games, it's his head that ends up rolling while the player still carries on in the team under the next guy. So. I think um, that for the manager, you know, thinking about his perspective, that he's, like you say, that the players themselves, the fitness levels can't change. You're going into that game, you've done your prep work. The skill level, whether they're there because of the skill they've got, so that's not in doubt. So the only thing that really can affect the night is your, is your thinking, really, isn't it? Is, is your mindset and, and how you view the game on the day, you know, how you apply yourself, I guess, um, on, yeah. on the pitch. And you touched on something there about, you know, on, on taking penalties, on being nervous. And I don't know whether, when players are in that position, whether it, it seems to me it'd be really useful for, for players to recognise that that was kind of normal. Well, I think they wouldn't. Most people think when they get nervous or anxious that they need to do something about it, there's something wrong with them or that they, they need to somehow manage that. Not that actually it's quite normal. Like, you can relax because it's, what is it's happening to you is normal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just good to be reminded of that. And I think um, somebody who knows that um, remind you of that from time to time because, like you said, there's times when you get anxious or or, or nervous and you do anything to escape that feeling. But it's, mm -hmm. 
you know, the more you try and escape, the more it, the more it seems to come. So I think that's just a, a really important point. And if somebody is great at sticking the ball in the top corner, then, you know, the other variable is, is their mindset and what, um, how much they buy into kind of nerves and how much they buy into um, <clears throat> a lack of confidence or a lot of confidence. So, so how, do you, how do you make of that when that spreads seemingly spreads like a bit of a virus in the team, you know, like this, that we give away what it was a bit of a soft penalty um, and then the collective heads go down, you know, or you're reliant on a, whether it's a strong captain or someone who in the team is a, you know, more vocal or something to sort of then pick people up metaphorically. Um, it's interesting how that can spread then. So, so I can see it'd be useful for people to understand you've got people around the team who kind of understand what's really going on that could make a difference to remind people that you've got the rest, you've got whatever it is, 70 minutes left. Yeah, definitely. People that don't get stuck on the pass, don't sit on, sit on the goal that they've just let in five minutes go, right, that's done, let's move on. Now, I heard, um, I listened to like Steve Jobs' podcast. This is often a bit of a tangent, but even yeah. people like him, that's a quality that, a lot of his employees recognised in him that if a problem came up, same thing, miss a penalty for him, whatever, failed, failed product. They just recognised that he was straight onto the onto the next one, straight onto the solution. And, you know, that just um, is a big asset for people, I think. Just not, like you said, your head goes down when you let a goal in or there's a problem at work and people were fumbling and getting caught up talking about the the thing that's gone in the past I think that you know when you've you've got a you understand your own mind and um you're not gonna waste too much time in that in that um bogged down state of mind so I think that's really important and you see that with um the best teams in the world you know when Man United were um running the show with Alex Ferguson they'd always pop up with a late goal and um you know, they'd always go right to the line. So yeah. I think that, that shows that they've already, they've got that quality there um, from that performance. And, um, and, and that's a big asset. It takes you, it takes kind of your level of performance and just bolts an extra bit on for me. So that essentially what you're saying there about, you know, playing, playing the ball that's in front of you, staying in the moment, um, whatever it is, not not drifting off as you can when you you know you think you might be losing a game or whether you, you think you can win. Um, it seems easy to say, but a lot more difficult to sort of carry out or execute in in the real world, as it were. I can imagine players saying now, well, it's easy for people chatting like we are now, you know, to say, oh, don't worry, put it behind you and move on, versus the jobs of the world who can physically put it behind and. And I think people that are closer to that reality of what's really gone on, truly knowing that you can't do anything about a past event, um, you can only deal with what you've got going in front of you. When you start to see that as, as a reality for yourself, that's when it just happens for you. You can be in the moment again. And I think that's the important thing for people to realise, that it, it is possible because there's only ever the moment, you know, as, as difficult as it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, as much as we think that, um it's not that's that's always the case so <clears throat> like you said there's a lot of value in that for people and um yeah i think um 
the more people see that within a team or an organization um that's a big asset for for that team and an organization so um yeah they seem like they've they've got a bit of that with southgate um yeah, yeah definitely call it what you want to call it resilience whatever you want to call it but you know just understanding that um what's gone is gone and um you need to to move with with the reality of the situation rather than what you what it used to be like and what you thought about it back then so yeah yeah no, it's fascinating isn't it so we had um yeah so kane fortunately in the uh, extra time they had done the deal so we were we could all leave the pitch happy in that moment anyway um the same at home so that was a crucial game to get out of the way i think and now panama coming up um potential uh, tricky tricky one um and a lot on it it would seem i guess that's where thoughts are now isn't it that kind of win it and you you feel like you've got a toe in the Home and dry, yeah. Out of the group phase, yeah. Um, versus lose it, and you're teeing up a very difficult Belgium game before the whistle's blown. So there's all of that as well that's going on off the pitch. So we talked about what's on the pitch, but for players, what, what seems to unsettle the most is managing the off-the-pitch time, right? And all those thoughts that occur around that, um, as buoyed as they are. So what are you, what are you making of that? Yeah, I think for me as a player, um, I kind of fell in a way of um, preparing for a, for a game, which was similar to what Southgate mentioned, that, you know, you'd go and work really, really hard and um, do all the training that you, that you had to do. And then kind of on a Friday, would you go to the cinema and I'd get a pick and mix? Oh, I forgot. Should you be eating that? I go. Come on, I'm go. I've got. To, I've got to play ninety minutes tomorrow, and that'd be just like me having a bit of time out to myself, and um, go to the cinema on a Friday in Sheffield before it, and then go and play. And I guess that's like a hot topic in football, kind of superstitions, isn't it? That people, I've got to do this. I've got to put my boots on a certain way, and you know, in in reality, it doesn't make any difference. But to me there's value in that time kind of downtime where you forget about football. And um, although you don't want to get into kind of forcing that and if I don't do this, I'm not going to play well, but if it's kind of like a natural thing for you and you see the value in having a bit of um, time to yourself, because quite often you can play and you end up thinking about it for days ahead and it gets in the way of you living your life. So it's nice to be able to um, see that there's value in just going and spending a bit of bit of time and doing what you want before a game. You don't you don't have to follow a certain method. You don't have to um, be thinking and visualizing. That's that's you know something that I learned in my career. Don't, you don't have to sit there and visualise scoring the winning goal with the night before every time. You can just go and chill out for a bit. So, and a lot of players do that. They they go and play video games or whatever, you know, and and have a bit of time to themselves. So it's to me, I towards the end of my career, I figured you know I like you know other people might be different, but to me, I like to have a bit of a 
a, a chill out before before a game, and um, that that had a lot of a uh, value to me. Well, it's interesting that whole uh, visualization thing. It'd be nice to explore that another time, I think, because that's that's something in whatever field you're in that you're. You know, I know it's pretty rife. You're encouraged to do it. You know, it's picture it how you would like it in a year's time. You know, in two years' time, or what's going to happen at the weekend. You can go through it in minute detail, you know, and to try and get yourself smelling the occasion as well, you know, be really immerse yourself in it, in the view that this is what might play out. And um, yeah, it'd be lovely to cover that as a, as a topic, because I wonder what's going on in the camp in, in terms of these things and, and your mind wandering off anyway, you know, onto some of this stuff, even when you don't want to, you could be visualising an outcome, you know, and you don't want to think about it, but yet you're thinking about it. You know, yeah. it's, um, it's interesting uh, subject. So I think there's, yeah, there's lots more to uh, to come out. So I think um, it's uh, it's been good to touch on a, on a couple of these points. And I think it might be interesting to sort of uncover a bit more about what's going on or people might be wondering now. So what are you saying? I can play, confidence isn't required. I can play without it and still put in a performance or it'd be like how to, so how do I do that? Or how do we stop our heads going down, you know, when things are not going right? How do we do this and that? And I think it'd be interesting to address some of those at another time, maybe, but there's uh, for the moment. Anyway, I think that's a good, good couple of uh, points that we've covered there. So really appreciate your input and uh, diving in on that. You got anything else you want to wrap up with as a, with a statement? Uh, no, I just think that I say no, and then I'm going <laughs> to. No, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, just the the enjoyment, like like you said, when when you're not concentrating on being confident or you're really focusing on a particular particular outcome, this World Cup I've just really enjoyed doing it. I you know really enjoyed enjoyed watching it. I say doing it, I haven't done anything but apart from sit and eat and watch it. But I've I've enjoyed just um, not really having anything on it and just enjoying each game. I think I ended up forgetting it was on at the start because I was so away with coaching and business and family and the rest of it and then I had a bit of time ended up watching four games in one day so oh, you know wow. I've just I've just enjoyed it and um that's what it's all about like you said when Southgate was that saying um you've got to do the prep and the rest of it but then give yourself a break and just get out there and and do what you're you enjoy doing okay all right so perhaps if that's interesting to you how do you do more of that how do you have that happen stay in the moment um be into it enjoy what you're doing play with freedom you know and um almost with nothing on it even though everything's on it right um it'd be interesting to yeah talk about that so uh, yeah great way to sum up mate so thanks uh thanks again for the conversation um i'm really looking forward to seeing what, what happens from here for the chats and uh yeah fingers crossed mate yeah yeah, all the best to them.